1: Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe.
0: This is Hunter Gorgas, and you're listening to Think Gold.
1: I try searching everywhere. Nothing filled the hole inside of my soul until you came along and blinded me with light. I'm so glad that I can see now. There's nothing in this world that I need. You are greater than everything. So if a shout of praise, I will sing. You saved me. You saved me. Glory to the King of Kings. Glory to the King of Kings. I tried to dwell in the dark, but it just tore my heart apart. Oh. You found me when I needed you the most And I'm never going back to where I was And ooh, there's nothing in this world that I need You are greater than everything So with a shout of praise I will sing You save me you save me. Glory to the King of Kings. 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 When I feel alone. I know I have a home in your love today In your love every day And when I'm feeling low i label you as my home Shelter from the storm Shelter from the rain And when I'm feeling low I know I have a home in your love today and your love every day and when i'm feeling low i label you as my home shelter from the storm shelter from the rain there's nothing in this world that i need you are greater than everything So, with the shout of praise, I will sing, You saved me, you saved me. Glory to the King of Kings, Glory to the King of Kings, Glory to the King of Kings, Glory to the King of Kings.
2: Goodness, that's King of Kings. Yo, that was that was beautiful. Thank you. No, that was honestly amazing. Thank you. I appreciate that. Like, that is crazy. Yeah, dude. I'm gonna need that. Needs to be I'm on sure. like that. Needs I'm to be the, like a, a recorded song. I need, I need to hear that on the Apple Music, Spotify. I need that song. <laughs> like, after this, I'm gonna need you to just make a little download of that song and send me that.
0: That was really dude, good. I'm, man. I'm gonna be releasing. I'm, I created a studio version that's a little bit more like built and structured. Yeah. It's a little bit more like like a, with electric guitars and stuff. But like, I'm actually gonna be releasing that in a couple of weeks. Really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. On like Apple Music, and Spotify. How, how long? How long have you been working on that song for? Yeah. Um, well, I've had the lyrics um, for a couple of weeks. Yeah. And I've had like. I've had the acoustic version for a couple of weeks, just that. Okay. But then I started yesterday and I'm like, I've got all of the instruments down. I've got all of the tracks down. I just need to like finalize the vocals and re-sing a couple parts. But I've been I can, working on the studio version since yesterday.
2: Yeah, I can definitely feel God through that song. I can definitely feel you, God working through you and, and your music and your passion like, is this is what life is all about, man. Like, even with myself, like, I'm not just a football player, man. There's so much more that I can bring to the table. There's so much more that that God put inside mm-hmm. of me to bring to the world. And yeah, it's cool to see that, you know, you're more than just a football player, too. You you got music going for you, and um, mm. that's truly a blessing. And I feel like God gives us many gifts, and uh, it's cool yeah. to see you. It's, it's cool to hear that, hear one of your gifts right here, because that was awesome. Yeah. But, um thank you yeah, that was amazing honey thank you for coming on the show brody uh, like i said Personally. earlier like i wanted to talk about your testimony you know the testimony that mm. i heard at was it revelations church that we went to generation church Gen- generation church and i yeah. just honestly i remember coming in there and uh like i do remember you just shot me a text and you're like yo i can come to my baptism mm. and i was like i've never been to a baptism in my life like i didn't know what to expect and then I come in there and I see Coach Flynn in the a, in a whole suit. <laughs> <laughs> I think I was just wearing like sweats, to be honest with you. And I was just like a little, little nervous a little bit. And Brady was in there and uh, there's a couple other people in there. Ryan was in there. But um, then I remember just like they started off the ceremony and they were just singing. And they were singing yeah. for like a good hour. Yeah, man, like the worship. The, but the music was incredible. Like that one girl right? who was the girl, yeah. that one girl who was singing. Oh yeah, yo, that was amazing. Like, I her name is chills.
0: her name is Meg Kellum, and she's got one of the best voices I've ever heard.
2: It was incredible, Yeah. and yeah, that really just touched my heart. So that off the back, I was just like, wow, this is a crazy experience. Right. And obviously, it came time for you to get get baptized and. You know, I saw the, the video pop up on the screen and it was, you know, like I'm Hunter Gorgas and this is what this is what God means to me. And uh, watching yeah. that video and seeing all the trials and tribulations you face to have to mm. uh, have that relationship with God and then kind of have that relationship suffer a little bit, then come back and find him again. Absolutely. I was just like, wow, this is this is inspiring. This is the one of the best videos I've ever seen in my life. Mm. So, you know. When I made this podcast, I was like, "Yo, Hunter's got to be one of the people I have on the show to talk about his testimony because it's hard for me to really explain, you know, how much God means to me. Mm. And I'm—I don't think I've gotten to that point where I'm able to, you know, tell other people about it as much. But yeah, I feel I like mean, I can have, yeah, I feel like other people can come on the show and they can kind of do that for me in a sense. Yeah. Okay, so, yeah. I don't wanna I can't do this alone. So I figured I have you on here and we kinda just talk about how we feel about God and our relationship and we kinda get rid of all the um the like, stigma. The stigma around having a relationship with God. So
0: Yeah, definitely.
2: Yeah, man. How you feel about that?
0: Well, to be honest, I feel what you said about like not being able to express your relationship with God. And I think um I think that's honestly a very like a good way to describe like, cause you said you were a new believer, right? Like, I mean, I'm like a year and a half, a couple of years, you
2: know what I'm saying? So yeah. it's like, it's, to me, it's still pretty new.
0: Mm-hmm. That's honestly like a good way to describe, um, how like a, a relatively new believer feels about God. Cause like, when you first get saved and like when you first feel the Holy spirit for the first time, when you feel that God is real, cause like, that's what it's like when you know, God is real, you feel he's real. Yeah. And it's not really something you can explain. You just kind of got experience for yourself. Um, But all you can say is that like, he's good. He's amazing. I mean, that's all you can ever really say, but just to like be able to describe your relationship with him, I definitely think like takes maturity and to, So like, so what I did was like, I described how I'd struggled in the past. Um, Like I've struggled with depression, anxiety, like suicide. I've struggled with all that for my life. And then I described how I came out of that and how God has saved me for that. And I think you have to get to a certain place where God has completely saved you in order to be able to like, give a great testimony like that. To like give a complete testimony.
2: Agreed. It's like, you have to be, it's like you have to have, be willing to put yourself in a new life, like put yeah, your old uh, self behind and just accept this new life. And you have to get yeah. rid of, you have to kind of like get rid of your, your old self and be ready to embrace this better new version of yourself that God wanted you to become
0: this whole time. And, yeah. You know, no, I mean, yeah. Like, like yeah. Go ahead there. You, you talk about like the new self, like um, it was actually a chapter. I'm pretty sure it's in Romans. I don't know. It's one of Paul's books where he says that, you got to crucify your flesh and put on the new self. And that's what it's like when you decide to follow Jesus. It's crucifying yourself, crucifying your old ways of the past. We talk about Jesus was crucified on the cross, the most brutal death in all of like mankind history. There is no other way of execution that is more brutal. They actually created a word called um, excruciating um, to describe the torment from the cross. So when we crucify our old flesh, we completely get rid of our old ways. Yep. We completely get rid of all the stuff that we knew was bringing us down and the stuff that we were like, yeah, I know this is bringing me down, but I don't want to stop. Like, I can't stop. I think that I can't stop. Um, it's like we're, we're, com-
2: scared. We're, we're scared to stop. Like, we're scared to, like, I know for yep. me speaking, for the longest time, like, I was scared to go all in. Mm-hmm. And I felt that if I went all in, then I'd be... I would be pushing myself to the side and being like, I'm going to be living like, Mm. like I'm going to be living like, you know, a God life. Like I'm going to be like those people, like those people. I'm going to have to sacrifice those -hmm. things. And people are going to look at me different and, and Oh, they're going to see me. They're going to sit. They're going to see me. Like, I'm going to be one of those people. And it was like, now that I'm like one of those people, (laughs) I
0: see Uh that it's like, it's, it's honestly, it's, it's not, I I hate that people think of Christians and like really passionate followers of Christ, like as those people and like a certain group that they don't want to be like that. They're kind of embarrassed to be around or anything. It's like, um, Jesus says to take his yoke because it's easy and his burden is light. Mm. So Honestly, I used to worry about being one of those people. I used to be one of those people, like early when I started, I've kind of been, I've been a Christian my whole life, but I was one of those people. I think, um, for most of my life and very heavily was one of those people, my freshman year of high school. And I actually got like, I got like mocked for it. Like, because I was so passionate about Christ and it brought me down. And I was scared to be one of those people that people make fun of. And that's one of the things that contributed to like, my sort of, I guess, falling. Um, and I was always scared to be one of those people. But when I finally got back and shed the shame that I perceived of myself to be one of those people, that's when I realized that I don't care what anyone else thinks. That like, mm. if you think, if the most high thinks that you're righteous, why care about what anyone else thinks?
2: Mm. I love that, Hunter. That's true. It's like the society that we're in. It's, it's like it's not what God intended it to be like. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. it's no surprise that when you when you're a believer of Christ and, and a follower of God, that there's gonna be opposition. Yeah. And. I feel like that opposition, a lot of times, like, you know, for me being a younger person, looking at someone who believes in Christ and seeing them so happy and they got their prayer book for me, I think it came out of insecurity. Yeah, definitely. How can, how can something, I was like, you know, this is my mindset, how is something that's not even real making you happy? Like, how can you be deluding yourself? How are you that happy off off Mm. of God? How can you be that happy off something like that? And it's like it's something that you just have to go through to really and truly understand. I feel like when you have a relationship with God, you become
0: the ultimate version of yourself. Mm. Absolutely, and, and Jesus says in Matthew ten twenty two, He literally says, "You will be hated by everyone because of me, but the one who stands firm to the end will be saved." So He promises us that we're going to go through this persecution, but the fact of the matter is that when you get around other believers and you get around people who feel the same way about God, who feel the same way about Jesus as you, all doubts, all insecurities go away. Yeah. To be around other people that believe the same thing as you, it, it multiplies. And the Bible says where there's two or more gathered in Jesus's name, there's Holy Spirit is. And if you never felt the Holy Spirit, it's uh, honestly, I would encourage you to like, We can't really go to church during this time, but watch a church service on like Facebook Live or YouTube Live and just feel the peace that comes upon you from the words that are being said, from the worship that's being played. That's the Holy Spirit. Um, And if you gather with other believers, you become stronger in your faith. You Mm. become stronger to stand against those insecurities insecurities and doubts that try to present themselves to you.
2: Agreed. Agreed. What do you feel like is like, I know we talked about just the stigma, but what are some other things that you feel like is holding people back from having a relationship with God?
0: <laughs> um, I know there's a lot of things, but to be honest, I would say pride. Pride. Um, for, for me, that's the biggest thing. And when I look at other people who um, maybe have fallen away or want to have a relationship, but aren't having that relationship, I'd say it's pride. It's, um, So I'll give you an example. For me, for myself, it was, I have these questions about my faith and I'm becoming smarter every day through knowledge and learning. If I can become so smart and I still have questions about my faith, like how is, how is my faith legit if I still have questions about it, but I don't have questions about these other things I'm learning? And so I think to me, that was pride because my, my pride manifested itself in a way of like knowledge. Um, I wanted to learn more and more, but I was still having questions about my faith. And honestly, mm-hmm. once you bring those questions to God, he answers them for you. He answers them. He could very well show you he could show up and like put something on your heart that answers a question at the time. And he's done that for me many times. Like I'll, I'll sit down and I'll pray. I'll be like, God, I'm, I just read the Bible. And to be honest, I believe everything you say, but this is just kind of like bothering me. Like I don't understand this answer. And he'll literally give me the answer on the spot. And, I'll, and, and it's, it's incredible. Um, and then sometimes he'll show you, like he'll show you like a day later, like a week later or something. He'll show you through an action, like someone does something for you or you do something or you go through something. And then you realize after you've done it, that that's the answer to what I asked. So, like, don't. If you have questions about your faith, if you are questioning God, do not hesitate to get on your knees and pray. Say, Father, God, Jesus, whatever you want to say, whatever you want to call Him, Yahweh, El Shaddai, Adonai, call Him whatever you want. Just say, "These are my questions about faith. Please answer them for me." I promise you, you will answer them.
2: I agree with you. I definitely agree with you. You know, ask and you shall receive. Right? Absolutely. I feel like if I'm if I'm honestly honestly speaking for me, I think that's the biggest, that's the hardest part or so what my answer to that would be like for a lot of people, it's faith, like mm-hmm. believing in the unseen, you
1: Absolutely. know,
2: I think that's yeah. so hard for people to do because we live in such a physical realm of things. It's like, yeah. okay, you know, you believe, it's, you believe it's your birthday tomorrow and your birthday happens, you know, it's yeah. people are telling you happy birthday and you can see the immediate response from that. But it's like, Cause God is obviously not in the physical realm, and so it's hard mm. for us to understand that it's a, it's a spiritual thing. It's something that happens in your Absolutely. heart, in your mind, in your body, in your soul. Definitely, for me, I wasn't in tune with that, so I was like, I don't understand. I don't. He's not talking to me. I don't hear him. I don't physically hear him. I can't physically touch him. So why would yeah. I? I believe in him. Yeah. And what I when I look back yeah. and I realize is it's because I didn't have any faith. Hmm. In the Bible, it well, talks about in, in well, what Hebrews. Is, what is? Yeah, you go. In Hebrews 11, 11, 6, it says it says, "Without faith, it is impossible to please God." Absolutely. I think faith and faith and is God go hand in hand. Faith, yeah. faith is God telling me to to do something, and I just completely trust in His word, and I don't have any questions. Mm. And even if there's no proof, I just if He's saying, you know, jump off that ledge. And I'm not going to die. And he's telling me, he's like, Ivory, you're not going to die if you jump off that ledge. Mm. Ivory, just, just, walk, just walk on the water. Ivory, just walk on the water. Ivory, yeah. Ivory just start your podcast. Don't ask somebody, mm. just start your podcast. I think faith is just being like, let me remove the doubt and the fear and just do
0: it. Absolutely. That's what faith is. Fact. Yeah. Believing, faith is confidence in what we hope for and believing in that which we do not see. Yeah. So with your podcast, the confidence that you hopes that you would start this thing that's been on your heart and believing that God could take that and use it. Mm. That's absolutely faith. That's perfect yeah. definition.
2: I have a good friend of mine who who grew up in a Catholic family and mm. I don't think he's that religious, but I mean he's one of those kids that was forced to go to church on Sundays. And yeah. we, we had deep conversations and I'm asking them like, yo, you don't believe in God. And he's just like, I don't know. I'm just, I just don't know. Mm. But then his grandma on the other hand is the most like, you can see the Holy spirit in her. It's incredible. Like yeah. she is vibrant living with life. Right. And I think that's a perfect example. It's like the grand His grandma is able to see God and know God because of the amount of faith she has. Okay. Whereas yeah. my, whereas my friend is like, he's lacking in faith. He's lacking in that he can't believe in something that he can't physically see so it's yeah he's not willing to have that faith yeah I mean
0: yeah and it's, it's hard though because um there's like many different branches of Christianity and for sure sometimes people grow up in a branch of Christianity that just doesn't allow them to experience a relationship with God um And whether that's growing up in a Protestant church, an evangelical church, a Catholic church, like some people just grow up in a church that doesn't allow them to experience God. If you grew up in a church that made you question and made you not believe, I encourage you to just like go out and find a different kind of church. Search up different kinds of church. I mean, definitely get to a church that preaches the Bible. There are a lot of churches that don't preach the Bible and it's very... You got to be very careful to make sure that you're not at a church that is skewing the words and, and, is, not, and is preaching something that the text doesn't say. Um, if you get in a church that, is, that preaches Jesus, that preaches the Jesus of the gospel, then search for different uh, traditions. There's Protestant, Evangelical, Catholic. Um, I myself uh, am at an Evangelical church um, where we do worship, like live worship with live instruments. And there's a, a preacher that goes up. His name is Stephen Mook, but he's, he's really good. And he goes up and he preaches a message. Um, that's the type of um, church that I grew up in. And honestly, it, it's I've been able to feel a relationship with God my entire life because I grew up in that church. So um, if you have the chance, like to anyone listening, search up, I don't know, Generation Church. Look up evangelical churches that are doing live streams and yeah. watch that. If that doesn't do it for you, find a Protestant church. If that doesn't do it for you, find a Catholic church. Don't stop searching for your faith. God is the most important thing that could ever happen to anyone. So don't stop searching for your faith.
2: Agreed. Agreed. I go to Hill City Church in, in Providence, Rhode Island. And that's really? an amazing church and really? amazing music and amazing pastor. And it's probably the, one, the only church that I've been to where I can truly feel God like speaking to me. Yeah. Through the music, through the word, the people are genuine. So yeah. I do agree that it depends a lot about the church. Yeah. And I will say this, the, the way I met the pastor was actually on, on campus. Mm-hmm. And Sean Antoine actually invited me to a, a student ministry on campus. And uh, there, there was a dude who came in, in the back. He came in a little late, but he had like black yeah. jeans on. He had some Jordans on. He had like a black t-shirt, little yeah. hat on. And uh, he had the Bible in his right hand. And it easily could have been like an iPod. It easily could have been like an iPod Nano with some with some AirPods or something. Like, it easily right. could have been like some whatever. But um, he walked up to the stage. And I'm just like, hold up. My mind started. I was like, what? hold up. It's a brother. <laughs> yeah, Jay's on. jeans on. And then he he's got talking. the Bible in his hand. And then he got the Bible in his hand, right? <laughs> and this is like, I haven't even really looked at the Bible like that. Yeah. And then he starts talking about fear. And like. You know, what fear does to us. And he starts mm. looking back to the Bible. And I'm like, yeah. yo, I'm like, if you just do that, you can do that. That's allowed. Yeah. You can talk about that. Yeah. And from that, from that point on, I was like, my previous beliefs about what the Bible was and and all just the my misconception. I started to be more open. And I was like, you know what? Let me get with this guy. Let me start attending mm. his church. And he was like, yo, I yeah. agree. I'm actually starting a new church up. I love for you to be a part of it, so I got to be there when they were building up the church, and uh, that's been an awesome
0: experience. That's great. Um, that's yeah, great. man. John Antoine, yeah, he was the homie, um, and he made that um, he made that Showtime documentary. Yeah, the short film. Yep. Yeah, that was good. Yeah. He got a lot of. He went. Yeah. He went to a lot of festivals for. He did. He got a lot him. of love from I'm that sure. man, and yeah. he's
2: one. He's one dude. He played football at uh, URI and. Yeah. He was like, I'm gonna be more than a football player. Let me do this film stuff and he's directing mm. films now. It's it's crazy because it's so much more than just what we think. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But hunter, so let's get into your testimony, man. So I want yeah. you to I want you to give your testimony. You know, talk about why what urged you to get baptized and talk about the road to, to, to get there.
0: Um I had I had never been baptized. Before I got baptized on March first, um, I grew up in the church. I grew up having a relationship with God. I always knew that Jesus was real. I always knew that He died and rose again. That He was, and that He's the Son of God. Um, but I had never been baptized. Um, so. When I got to college, it's very hard to walk into college unprepared in your faith and keep your faith. Agreed. Like if, if you're not going into college dedicated to reading your Bible every day and praying every day, I can promise you that you're going to fall away. Um, and that happened to me. Um, you know, the normal, like, temptations, um, girls, alcohol, weed, all of it got to me um, for for a while, for, like, for um, a year and a half, I would say. Wow. And my second semester of freshman year, so I got to back up, I... Uh, for most of my life, I had dealt with um, depression, um, but it got really severe towards my last couple years of high school. And at that time, I had also developed anxiety. Mm. And um, for anyone that has anxiety, anxiety is the worst thing. Like I would take depression over anxiety. If I had to choose, I don't have to choose. Thank you, Jesus. But if I had to choose one, I would take depression over anxiety. Dep- yeah. um, anxi- anxiety is horrible, horrible. And it just messes up literally everything you do. Um, so I had dealt with the worst anxiety. I mean, I know that other people deal with anxiety too. So I'm not going to say mine was worse, but mine was bad. And other people can relate with that. Um, so I... It, it was too much at one point. And, um, and to be honest with you, Ivory, uh my first semester of college, I actually tried to kill myself. Wow. And yeah, and wow. it was that bad. Um, and to be honest, after I tried and after I, um, I couldn't do it, I didn't feel any better. I felt exactly the same. So I had felt horrible for a while. And then I went to church my second semester of freshman year. And after I went to church, what, right when I stepped into the auditorium, Generation Church in Kingston, Rhode Island, I started bawling my eyes out. Like, and I believe on the spot, some demons were taken out of me on the spot right when I stepped into the auditorium. Because I felt, I felt completely different than I had ever felt like basically my entire life. Like bawling my eyes out, complete peace, legit, no anxiety. And I was determined to keep that feeling, determined to keep no anxiety, no depression. But around that same time, uh, I also had started smoking every day. Um, So once I went to church, um, I had these thoughts that like, yeah, I went to church. It was great. But, you know, church isn't what got rid of my anxiety. Church isn't what God isn't what helped me uh, feel better than I'd ever felt in my life. It was the weed. Hmm. So I was like, all right, it's the weed. I don't have to go to church. Um, like I love the way I felt when I went there, but you know, as long as I have weed, I'll be all right. And so I just started smoking every day and, that brings you to a place where you're not able to think clearly when you're high all the time and you've got the THC constantly running through your bloodstream. um, You're just not able to think clearly. And I could still like, whenever I went to church um, I could definitely still feel the Holy spirit. I could feel God's presence, but Mm -hmm. there was definitely just like a voice inside my head, like saying that um, like I need weed more than I need God. And weed actually became an idol for me. And I started saying like, um, that all I needed was weed. Like, so I stopped going to church. I stopped praying. Um, and after I had felt that revival, that coming back to Jesus and the, um, the release of demons, I, I stopped, um, I started falling back into the depression and anxiety that I had felt before. Mm-hmm. And, at that point, I was just so like prideful that um, I had everything I needed that I didn't realize how bad I was actually struggling. And being high all the time didn't allow me to search myself and see how bad I was actually struggling because I was high all the time. Like I felt "quote unquote" good all the time. I I couldn't see how I actually felt. I could just see what the drug was doing to me. So. Actually, in December, or first semester of sophomore year, okay, I failed a drug test. I failed a drug test for uh, for the team. I think I remember and that. And yeah, actually, um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> all right, all right. So, so I, I had I had a bong in my room, and um, and I had like a couple bags of weed out. I had a grinder out um, like a big bong, nice, like hundred dollar (laughs) bong. I went to class and I came back and it wasn't there. Actually, my roommate texted me. He was like, did you put the bong away? And I was like, no. And he's like, it's not here. And I was like, I was like, I didn't move it. (laughs) Neither of us moved it. So, um, we determined that the cops must have taken it. And and sure enough, my coach, um, coach Fleming, he calls me in for a meeting and he goes, um, he reads me the police report of the cops taking the bong. They didn't like, even contacted me to let me know that they took it. He just read me the police report and it was the first time I had got confirmation of what happened. You read it. He wow. was like, like we walked into the room at whatever hour, um, saw a bong on the desk, um, bags of weed more than like one gram or whatever it was in a grinder and they confiscated it. And he, Coach Fleming goes, what is this? <laughs> and I, I just explained to him what it was. And um, basically I just had to like own up to, it was a wake know, up how call. I was living. It was a wake up call. Yeah. Wake I had call. to own up. Exactly. I had to own up to how I was living, um, in front of my head coach. And, um, I couldn't, I couldn't, and I, I had to pass the next two drug tests in order to be off the mandatory list. So once you fail a drug test, you're mandatory tested the next two times. Yep. So I kept smoking for a little bit longer. And then, um, stopped in December or January, January 1st of this year, 2020. And I stopped then so I could pass the drug test. But once I stopped, it was like, things became more clear to me. Like, um, once the THC is released from your system is released from your bloodstream, like you get out of that haze, you get out of that funk that you're constantly in. so I could actually like, I could retain information better. I could think better. Like the flow of time was more normal. Um, and, um, it was crazy because one night I was just chilling in my room and the, the smoke alarm, like if it's out of battery, it starts beeping. Yeah. You know what I'm talking about? So like, it starts uh-huh. beeping really loud. Yep. I go down, I go downstairs to like change the batteries. Okay. I change the batteries, screw it back on. It doesn't work. Um, and so I'm, I'm just down there like and the smoke alarms, not working. it's, it's not being fixed. So eventually I just take it off and, and I bring it over to the counter. I set it on the counter. And right there in front of me is a book called, these are the days of Elijah that my grandfather had sent to my parents, but my parents left it on the counter. And so that book was there and I was like, I remember Elijah from the Bible. He's really cool. So I pick up the book and I read all about Elijah's life and I read verses from the Bible that are infused with how to live a more God-like life, like how to live like Jesus. And wow. that book, honestly, like, I think eventually uh, basically turned, um, turned my life around at that point point. and wow. all credit to my parents. Cause if they were not in my life, like that book would never would have been there. Yeah. I never would have had the, Knowledge of who Elijah was. I never would have thought that book was interesting. So, thank you to my parents for bringing me up as a Christian and, and to know about the Bible because I started reading that book and I was like, wow, this is, this is exactly what I needed to hear. Like, I, I got to start living like Elijah. I got to start living like a man of God because I'm not living the right way. I'm still, I'm still, and at, the, it was, at this point, the THC was running out of my bloodstream. So, I was able to see how bad I was still struggling. So I was coming to coherence with how bad I was still struggling. And I, um, and I just decided, like, at that point, I was like, no more no more letting the devil work for me. I'm going to work against the devil. I'm going to work with mm. the authority that Jesus gave me. I'm going to work against him.
2: Yes, Lord. And so,
0: absolutely. And and I went, um, and I, at this point, I was, still go, I was going to church every Sunday because I was back at home and I was going with my family. Um, and I went to church one week. It was actually the day that I was coming down for second semester of this year, 20, uh, sophomore year. And my pastor back home preaches this message about each believer having the keys to the kingdom of God. And that we have to give away the keys. And I just remember that entire message I was Balling my eyes out. <laughs> it was hitting me home the entire time. It's just like, I have been living this way. I've had the keys to the kingdom of God. I, I've known who Jesus was my entire life, but I haven't been proclaiming him. I haven't been showing other people how to live because I myself haven't been living right. Mm-hmm. So it just basically completely hit home for me. And, um, and I, I also during that message, like one thing that God was showing me, like he puts um, words and pictures and visions on your heart. Um, he was just showing me that, like, I've been neglecting this musical gift that I, I love to do. Music is my favorite thing to do. And, and, and I've just been neglecting it. Like, I've honestly been uh, not using it. Um, the times I have been using it, I've been using it, um, like, to play shows at, like, bars or at coffee houses, just for, like, um, just to be like, yeah, I can sing. I can play guitar. Like, look at me. I hadn't been using it as a gift for God just to say, God, you gave me this gift. I'm going to use it for you. I'm going to give it back to you. Do with it what you will. Um, so that's one of the things he actually gave to me. And that song that I wrote, King of Kings, like I just, like the point of that song is to show how dependent I am on Jesus. And just there's nothing in this world that I need. You are greater than everything. So there's mm-hmm. nothing, I don't I don't need alcohol. I don't need girls. I don't need weed. I don't need anything. All I need is Jesus and I'll be all, all right. All I need is Jesus. Wow. Absolutely. That's, that's crazy because
2: it feels like like we have to go through these trials and tribulations to, to look within ourselves and be like, yo, for you, like Hunter, I, I need to, I need to fix myself. I need to grow. I need to get better. You know, there's things that are holding yeah. me down. And, and for me, I was in that point, you know, I, I smoked a lot and drank a lot in high school, you know, starting, at like yeah. eighth, starting in like eighth grade. And um, it was kind of just seen as like a way of life for me. And um, it was also like an escape too. Yeah, especially especially smoking a lot and um you know I don't think that weed is a bad thing I think it's something mm. that it, de- it depends on the person.
0: Yeah. yeah, yeah. So okay okay me, yeah. I, I, so for I me I want to say yeah, yeah, okay.
2: for me and I know what you're trying to say yeah. for me it it was a bad thing and I think it was a yeah. bad thing for you too because maybe I might be speaking for you correct me if I'm wrong but inside of us mentally there were some things that we had to deal with to mm. overcome and to and we need to grow. And we need yeah. to use our, our our mind to do that and a relationship yeah. with God. But I think what the weed does is it 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 doesn't let you look back look that deep within yourself. Exactly. It doesn't let you do that. And um it's honestly for me it was a coping mechanism and yeah. it was like every day. It's like I, I agree with you. It was like every day. And um and I've realized that it wasn't letting me become the best version of myself. Hmm. So just like you, it's it's crazy how. It's crazy how you know we have to come to those realizations through our dark times, and um, yeah, I relate to your story so much, man. I truly do, yeah, really do. Because my junior year, I was I was suspended for thirty days of playing football, man. My junior year, and I was I remember Jeez. the first game, the first game. How come? Of the se- so the first game of the season. It was actually we have a game the week before school starts. We always have the first game a week before school starts, so yeah. you know we get to the game, and you know number four I'm the star of the team, whatever I had like three touchdowns I'm balling, my teammates is balling, and we're just having a great time yeah and after the game, there was a party mm-hmm. and uh, the cheerleaders invited us to their house, and mm-hmm. you know we got together over there, and um we're just having a good time drinking and definitely drink a little bit more than we should. I ended up blacking out.
1: Mm-hmm. Teammates
2: ended up blacking out. But to make a long story short, someone who worked for the uh, county public schools, like the administrator, their daughter was at the party and she had snuck out to go party with us. Oh. She was taking pictures with us all night and I had pictures on her phone. And then eventually when she went home that night, her dad was like, where were you at? And looked at her phone and seen... You know the pictures of the football players, and since he works for the county, he was like, "Oh, that's tough. I these football players with my daughter," and um, he reported to our coach, mm. and so we got suspended for thirty days. That's and, tough. Yeah. You know, even even during that time, man, I was still smoking, I was still drinking, and I don't even know what it was. It was just like,
0: yeah, man. It was a coping mechanism for me, you know. Absolutely. It's people need it in certain situations, like. God definitely created it for a reason. So I'm not saying it's entirely bad, but just for me, it was bad. The way I was using it was bad. (laughs) Like, if it's hindering your relationship with God, it's bad. Yeah.
2: And I say, I'm saying, I'm saying it was bad for me because I was using it as a coping mechanism, but really it wasn't, it was like putting a a band-aid on a wound. Like I wasn't, I wasn't healing the wound. You know what I'm saying? I needed to actually be sober and look within myself and be like Ivory. This is what I need to do. Just like you were, had to look within yourself and be like, yo, Hunter, I, this is what I need to do. To, I need to stop. And yeah. um, I think God truly, he wants us to become the best versions of ourselves. He wants us to be the best version of you. He wants yeah. me to be the best version of myself. And that's why, you know, you're, you're following your music now. And I got my podcast and mm. I can truly say that I am on the path that God chose for me. Absolutely. I can truly say that. But it wasn't oh, easy. Was it, wasn't, it wasn't, it wasn't easy. Not, easy, no. it's not <laughs> easy. And I'm sure I'm going to steer off the path, but I just feel like he's pulling at us. He's pulling at us. He's pulling yeah. at you. You know what I'm saying? He's telling yeah. you which way to go, which way to go. Yeah. And you just have to let him take you. You just have to That's let him cool. take you. Jesus, take the wheel, <laughs> <laughs> take the wheel, take the wheel. But so, so coming up to you getting baptized, how, yeah. what was that experience like? So what was like, the final realization was like, all right, I- I'm going to get
0: baptized. Well, my, my pastor texted me. This was in the midst of me like realizing I needed to rededicate my life to Jesus. And he texted me. He was like, we're having a baptism service this Sunday. Um, do you want to get baptized? And I was like, this is the most perfect timing. Yeah, I want to get baptized. Like, I've, I've been thinking about it for a while. Never felt right. It finally feels right. Yes, I want to get baptized. So when I got baptized, it was, um, it was right before, um, right before they dunk you under the water. Um, it's, do you acknowledge you? You have sinned. Yes, I have sinned do you accept Jesus into your heart to be the Lord and savior and the leader of your life. Yes, I do. I baptize you in the name of the father, son, and the Holy spirit, the three persons in God. And you go under the water, you come back up and, um, I think for anyone who's been baptized, they'll tell you, you feel different after you've been baptized. Um, And it's not just like a placebo effect, like I've been baptized, like I feel good now. It's like, no, something feels different inside of your spirit. And for me, um, I said it was, I felt focused. And someone asked me what kind of focus. And I said a peaceful focus. Like, mm. um, and peaceful I could, focus. yeah, like I could see what's in front of me clearly. And I wasn't distracted by the things off to my side. Like I was taking everything one step at a time and one moment at a time.
2: I feel like that when I hear a peaceful focus, it's like, you know, someone has a goal. Yeah. They're like super agitated. It's like, I need to get it by any means necessary. Yeah. I feel like with that peaceful focus, it's like, okay, there's a the goal. I'm just, I'm chasing it day by day. I'm not yeah. anxious. I'm not depressed. I'm proud of you, man. I'm really proud of you and the person you're becoming, man. And I just ask mm. that you, you just help people like myself, man. And for sure, keep helping people through, through your, through your, your belief in Christ and, and the belief of who you are and yeah. definitely impact people. For Absolutely. Sure, man. For yeah. sure. i want to close out with that song again. <laughs> no, <laughs> I'll song sing it. fine. Yeah. All right. So I'll I'll before you, before you, I wanted to say, I wanted to say a prayer to though, before you start, oh, yeah. start on that. So, Cause I remember, you know, when I was in one of the darkest times of my life, mm. I leaned on this prayer a lot. Yeah. Like Psalms 25. So to you, O Lord, I lift up my soul. Oh my God, in you, I trust. Do not let me be ashamed. Do not let my enemies exalt over me. Indeed. None of those who wait for you will be ashamed. Those who deal treacherously without cause will be ashamed. Make me know your ways, O Lord. Teach me your paths. Lead me in your truth and teach me. For you are the God of my salvation. For you I wait all the day. Remember, O Lord, your compassion, your loving kindness. For they have been from of old. Do not remember the sins of my youth or my transgressions. According to your loving kindness, remember me. For your goodness sake, O Lord. Good and upright is the Lord. Therefore he instructs sinners in the way. He leads the humble in justice and he teaches the humble his way. All the paths of the Lord are loving kindness and truth. To those who keep his covenant and his testimonies, for your name's sake, O Lord, pardon my iniquity, for it is great. Who is the man who fears the Lord? He will instruct him in the way he should choose. His soul will abide in prosperity and his descendants will inherit the land. The secret of the Lord is for those who fear him he will make them know his covenant. My eyes, my eyes are continually toward the Lord, for he will pluck my feet out of the net. Turn to me and be gracious to me, for I am lonely and afflicted. The mm. troubles of my heart are enlarged. Bring yeah. me out of my distresses. Look upon my affliction and my trouble, and forgive mm. me of all my sins. Look mm. upon my enemies, for they are many, and they hate me with violent hatred. Guard my soul and deliver me, Do not let me be ashamed, for I take refuge in you. Let integrity and uprightness preserve me, for I wait for you. Redeem Israel, O God, out of all his troubles.
1: I tried searching everywhere, but nothing filled the hole inside of my soul. Until you came along and blinded me with light. I'm so glad that I can see now There's nothing in this world that I need You are greater than everything So with a shout of praise I will sing You saved me, you saved me Glory to the King of Kings to the king of kings I tried to dwell in the dark but it just tore my heart apart you found me when I needed you the most I'm never going back to where I was and who There's nothing in this world that I need. You are greater than everything. So with a shout of praise, I will sing. You saved me. You saved me. Glory to the King of Kings. Glory to the King of Kings. home in your love today in your love every day when i'm feeling low label you as my home shelter from the storm shelter from the rain when i'm feeling low i know i have a home in your love today in your love every day and when i feel alone I label you as my home, shelter from the storm, shelter from the rain. There's nothing in this world that I need. You are greater than everything. So with this shout of praise I will sing. You saved me, you saved me. Glory to the King of Kings, glory to the King of Kings, glory to the King of Kings.
2: that song man <laughs> I really love that song <laughs> that's amazing man Hunter appreciate you coming on the Think Gold man I know the oh, audience is gonna love this happy. tomorrow man they're gonna love this for sure and um, thank you This definitely won't be the last time you're on here so keep doing what you're doing man stay blessed during this holiday I mean not this holiday <laughs> you know, how, how, how do I get some merch how do you get some merch that's actually gonna be on my website this week so I'm gonna have hoodies on there and t-shirts so okay. it's gonna be on there man awesome man yes sir appreciate you man Continue to think gold because you're definitely thinking gold right now. Mm. You too, man. um, just, Just keep doing what you're doing, man. It'll pay off, bro. For sure, bro. You too. Yes, sir, man. Be easy, man.
0: Love you, brother. You too. See you, bro. Love you.